bed that you would lay in and it would be able to cure. Um, I've heard about this before. I heard about it though um, in reference to um, technology that they haven't uh, given to us yet. And it scans you and it, and it cures a lot of uh, your problems. So, um, but this one is different. Um, I had sent her a lot of information. I mean, a lot of information in regard to um, information between Celeste Salome and then I sent Celeste Salome information about um, Ramola D because Ramola D was working also to find out where this COVID came from. So what I want to share with you now is Ramola has finally gotten around to it and she's interviewing Celeste Salome. On and welcome. This is Ramola D from Ramola D Reports, and I'm here again this afternoon with a, a very special edition of the show. I'm here with Celeste Sillam. As you can see, many people probably recognize Celeste. She's become quite famous on the airwaves recently because she's been on many shows sharing her information. To give you a little bit of background on Celeste Sillam, she is a former government employee who's been whistleblowing about a lot of things and speaking out also about the sciences that, uh, you know, the state of the sciences, the state of the art and the sciences currently on which she's doing a great deal of research, as I do too, but she's well ahead of me in this sphere. Celeste is exploring many of the sciences. She is a very diligent and astute and industrious researcher. She reads extensively. She synthesizes information from different fields. She's able to put it all together and she has a real deep insight into some of the implications of uh, the discoveries, the information that's coming to us from where these sciences are at today. And as many people may know, some of the sciences have taken a very dark turn and there's no morality, ethics, boundaries and what some of these scientists are doing. So it behooves all of us to keep an eye on the science and tech world really and see what's going on. And uh, Celeste also is, I think, a very devoted Christian. So she has a background and interest in biblical prophecy and that also infuses her work and the way she looks at things. So, you know, it certainly gives us a, a great insight into both the scientific and the religious side of things today. So I'm very pleased to welcome Celeste to the show this afternoon. Welcome, Celeste. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you this afternoon. And I'm really looking forward to being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're very welcome, Celeste. Um, now, you had recently told me that um, something of great important interest to everybody has just come up. Some news has sort of flickered across the horizon over here, and that's something you wanted to talk about and touch on. So feel free, maybe we can start from right there, delve right into it, and let us know what's happening. Yeah, let's just dig right in. So what um, just popped out of my inbox, and I know all of us are surprised every day when we open up our computer what news we're going to see next. Um, but this one uh, was provocative, and uh, it took me a little bit of time to get all the ducks together, which is what I'm going to present. I'm going to walk right through. I'm going to tell you what it is, and then we're going to go back in time. We're going to do a little time travel, go back. 
um, see he did this just, you know, did the policy makers just snap their fingers and have it happen. Um, I'm going to show that that is, in fact, not the case, that this has been a long decades long plan, if not hundreds or thousands of years. So we're going to go into it. Um, So what the news, there were actually two different articles that caught my attention. And one of them was that the COVID testing, of which I've been warning people about, Mm -hmm. because some of the testing, maybe not all of the testing, but a significant amount of the testing did contain quantum dot and hydrogel. But we're going to set that aside today. And we are going to uh, talk about another thread of why you don't want to be tested for COVID and you know they're ramping up they want to some people it's every day some people it's once a week some people it's once a month millions and millions of tests they want done and so you know that there's an underlying reason why do they want that so bad well come to find out I have been following a particular program by Rockefeller since about 2005, and I was active in lobbying against it in um, the United States in government, and um, nevertheless, it is the law of the land. Um, It is, so under the COVID testing, they are magnetically tagging every single person that gets a COVID test a magnetic tag that so is huge tag you know you're part of the internet of things so we're going to talk about that today um the other piece that really um jumped out at me i haven't really dug into that as much because this tech whole tagging thing i needed to grasp the the width depth and breadth of it um is that there is also something that is going to coagulate our blood and this is significant because during the parting of the Red Sea when the children of Israel went from Egypt to the promised land the sea was split many people have heard the story even if they're not familiar with uh, Bible in the Hebrew it says that the sea coagulated it coagulated like cheese curds and this is exactly this is exactly what they are planning to do and have begun doing that with swarms of nanoparticles uh, what that doctors originally thought were pneumonia that those were swarms of nanoparticles that formed a mass um, now they are taking it one step further and um, it will actually coagulate your blood. Uh, what that means um, is that people might get blood clots or their whole blood system is going to turn like a like like a cheese curd. Which now, is this from the vaccine or the test, uh, Celeste? This, I believe, is from something else. I Like I said, okay. I haven't dug into that one like I've done into the first one. There's only so many hours in the day. So all I know is that they want to take our bodily fluid, of which most of us are are 
fluid and turn it to maybe the consistency of a pudding. And of course, what that means is we would be dead because we need uh, moisture and we need to be able to have a circulatory system. So um, that's a discussion for another day once I dig into it and see all the particulars. I think we're going to have our hands full for today just learning about how this magnetic um, tagging is going to work. And I am going to walk everybody through the different places so that you, they can um, go to these same sources that I do and share it with their family and friends. I do know that people have been contacting me, many people have been contacting me and saying that they did get the COVID test, even though I said, please don't get the COVID test, and that they, they started failing in health. And so there are, I believe, two different things going on. Some of those tests were dosed with hydrogel and quantum dot. It was not as much as people will get with the vaccine, but it was the beginning. I see. And just before we go on to the subject of the test um, more specifically, Celeste, just to kind of recap what you are saying, revealing for us, you're suggesting that there's going to be a coagulant, that everybody is going to be injected with a coagulant, possibly in the vaccine, it sounds like, as part of this quantum dot hydrogel scenario that's uh, associated with the vaccines, and that's something perhaps that needs further research and confirmation before it can be confirmed, right? Yes, yes. There, what happens is I don't really bring anything public until I get multiple peer review science journals because it could be a one obscure uh, study and it's not going anywhere. And so I don't release something like that because the scientists cross things. But when it starts getting the fire hose treatment, uh, then I know that it's time that I need to dig in and share it with people because not that many people have time to or the inclination to read the science journals like I do. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing a great service, I have to say, because some of the science journals, as we know, are dry as dust. And the language in which these articles are written, these studies are written, is highly technical, right? Yes, but we're going to make it easy today. Uh, so that you can clearly see us. So I'm going to go ahead and hopefully my screen will share. So wonderful. Go like that. Okay. So the first thing um, that I want everybody, right? This is the history. Um, Now that you know the problem, we got to look at the history. So back in 1975, uh, there were a series of three conferences They were held at a former military base, now a conference center named Asilomar that's near Monterey, California. The first one was, like I said, in 1975. (laughs) The only media that covered it that I am aware of was um, Rolling Stone magazine. And on the front cover of Rolling Stone magazine, it said, you idiots. Because it was decided during that... Uh, okay. meeting Thank or you. conference Bye. that Bye-bye. they would um, change the DNA Bye-bye. of all life on earth. Oh my god. Every, every How did this information escape media attention? Um, be- 
because it was discreetly held and not many people yeah. knew about it except for and, policymakers. Right, and as we know, the media has stopped really informing us, you know, certainly about things like this matters of great importance. So that right here you can see um, this is about that conference. So um, February 20th. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at your URL over there. You're on the NIH website, right? Yes, yes. So okay. the, what I'm going to present to you today are, you know, reputable websites. So that, that is the National Institute of Health. So they are recalling that day back. Uh, now it's my internet connection is saying it's unstable. So <clears throat> I can still hear and see you. Fine. Okay, so then the next thing that we're going to go to is we are going to go. Oh, I didn't get. Okay, we're going to go to um, the International Barcode of Life Consortium that is run by Rockefeller. Um, there's two parts of it. There's Eyeball. Um, which is the URL that you see above, and COBOL, and it is was instituted by Rockefeller to uh, barcode all life on Earth as a result of the decisions made um, by the Asilomar Conference. And so here you go, the Consortium of Barcode of Life, or COBOL, is an international initiative devoted to developing DNA barcoding as a global standard for the identification of biological species. Absolutely shocking. And then there is, I thought, I really thought it had eyeball up here, but let me bring it up. And when they say biological species, you surmise they also mean humans. Yes, all species. Um, okay. Hold on, there it is. Plus. I don't know why it. So let me move us out of the way here. So here's the International Barcode of Life. To me, this uh, logo looks reptilian. That's just my take. Um, illuminating the biodiversity. Uh, many people are unaware that back when we first got our first computers, uh, everybody got computers back around the mid-90s. I went to the Convention of Biological Diversity from the United Nations, and on their website, they said that they were going to deploy, which is a military term, genetically modified um, organisms throughout the whole world and um, the since then they've uh, taken that down but I do That's have a hard copy good. the illuminating is very interesting um, as I'm studying the uh, nano all this whole nano thing which is like a rabbit hole beyond Absolutely. rabbit holes I, agree um, I discovered that they're restructuring light um and so when they talk about illuminating, they are talking about a restructured light. And I can, I've done a couple articles in a series. Unfortunately, life happens and also um, just 
time. You know, the amount of information coming out is unbelievable. You're already so, doing so much, Celeste, so I think anything you can tell us would be major. Restructuring so of light sounds incredible. So this is my article from October. I first found out about the restructuring of light in, I believe, August. And then I wrote about it, and it's pretty detailed, and I go into what is light, what is normal light, and what is perverted light. Um, in the front. So that's that one. Then um, I talk about light in the context of the hydrogel mimicry through through light and um so people can go to my website at shepherd's heart life backslash blogs and news and you can read it for yourself and then i do have some more um articles to write but we'll see if i have time to do that um we'll have to see so this uh barcode of life i like i said i got involved in it in, in opposing it about 2005 and very next, did you want to give us a little bit of a hint as to what exactly the restructuring of light is all about i mean how exactly does it mean just cutting down the amount of light we are getting or no, so different animals and plants have different mm-hmm. light uh scattering ability like the iridescence, some birds, um, you know, it's why there's certain mechanisms in nature that are used for cloaking, camouflage of in males to make them uh, more stunning so that they will attract the females. So they have different characteristics and I break down the natural characteristics in my articles and then you know, so I lay down the foundation. Okay, what is light? What what are the different mechanisms? How do they? How how do the birds do it? How do how do plants? Um, there's the some berries that are very very bright and brilliant, and you know, mostly females are muted, and that's their coloring is muted, and that's by design, because they're hiding or nurturing the young, or on eggs, sitting on eggs. And so, of course, you wouldn't want a predator, you know, you wouldn't want them flaming red because then that would scream out, oh, come get me, <laughs> you know, I'm the next buffet. So um, it, so then they just, uh, using mimicry, biomimicry is what they're using. They take those techniques and with advanced technology and they're using it for nefarious purposes. So that's kind of what's going on. And that is actually what's going on with the quantum dot and the um, hydrogel. They actually have nanocubes um, and they have um, how they're put together is they have a foundation and then they actually take lithography, their secret writing that they write upon uh the this that they're building and then they put a top layer and it's a cube and they make it a cube and um, they encrypt it and so they use lithography and encryption and they are called nanocubes 
And what a lot of people don't realize um, in the Bible, when Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, we always imagine him with um, the granite, the granite right. yeah, slab the hand. Yeah. Um, in Jewish tradition, if they were actually two sapphire cubes, and that he um, got from under the throne of God. So they were cubes that had writing on it. So what is the enemy trying to do? He is he is um, counterfeiting or mimicking what God already has done. And yeah. those are tiny. They're these cute nano cubes are the size of an atom. So they're very very tiny, and that will go into the vaccine and some of the testing. So that's why I'm so opposed to it because this secret writing. What, what is it saying? What is it doing? We don't know. We're not told. But it does have writing, and I and I do go in my videos and also it my articles into to the whole process and how it happens and the, the scientific journals where That's I found something. this and all of that. So. Definitely. I think people should definitely check out your work on this subject, Celeste. It sounds absolutely breathtaking. You know, writing and lithography and encryption all seems to suggest also a kind of witchcraft, right? Occultism, black magic, putting people's names on a piece of paper and burning it, that kind of thing. So that's very dark. And do people want to accede and acquiesce to this kind of ingestion of um, not just toxins, but horrific aspects of clearly some weird spell making that's going on it's also a form of ownership and that's what we're going to talk about next okay. so you are transferring your sovereignty sovereign right as a human um to i don't know what to dark forces and so we're going to talk about that right now so back when i started getting active i just so there was a program called the national animal identification code or system and it was from the united nations it has three pillars that all everything belongs to the government is number one and is issued a government identification number that all life must be electronically identified and that it was 24-7 surveillance. This was announced to the United States on Halloween 2005. Um, it was known as the National Animal Identification System. There were a core of us that were fighting it in each state aggressively. Um, we did not prevail. The program is now run by the United Nations and the USDA in tandem. Um, and the program is now called Traceability, and it is a man it is mandatory. So, um, yes, this sounds like a major nightmare. It is a major nightmare. It is a major nightmare. And now, now what I'm going to show you is even worse. So, at the time I was fighting it, I just to these um, the Terrestrial Animal Health Code. This health code. This one volume is 1,500 pages. It manages all life on Earth, and yes, humans are considered an animal in this uh, in this 
It is a living document. It is updated every May, although it came into existence on Halloween in 2005, but now it's every May it is updated. As you can see at the top right here, it was scheduled to be uh, updated May 2020. Again, they, something else, it's carefully kept out of the news. Absolutely, absolutely. And if they refer to it oftentimes um, in their, in their um, internal memos, and I have done public disclosure on this, they just refer to it as the code, so nobody knows. But it gets worse. Sneaky. So right here, you see that it says terrestrial man manual. Yeah. So it's not really the terrestrial ma manual. Let's click the button and see what happens. Okay. It's the manual of diagnostic oh tests and vaccines <laughs> for the terrestrial animals. And this wow. also is 1,500 pages and updated every May, a living document, um, and it goes into have what diagnostic tests and what uh, vaccines will be for the all the different animals. There are also aquatic codes, and to be honest, I never, yes, there's land animals, there's uh, aquatic animals, but I don't know why they had to be separated out because they basically treat them the same. But for whatever reason, they did split them. Nice. There's also something that everyone needs to know about, and it's called a stamping out manual. And this was also about 2005, and it is a manual for procedures for disease eradication by stamping out. And so stamping mean. out just means by euthanize, euthanization. And uh, I'm sure you killing probably the animals. heard that. Yes. And how to do it humanely. Um, so we have those codes, the ICD codes, that were recently updated. And in the codes, your doctor can be paid for killing you. Um, the humane ways to kill someone and get paid for it is gassing, as what we also saw in World War II the guillotine, oh, no. and also stabbing someone with a sharp object, such as a syringe, That's as a form of execution. Oh my gosh. So it is, and it, those are considered humane execution. I'll, I'll take the gas. So um, that is the manual um, for disease eradication. Um, this is shocking. Go, so they go, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, this is a manual that's uh, sort of suggesting that in the case of some kind of horrific plague or epidemic, such as what we are being deceived to believe is happening right now, then doctors are well within their rights to engage in these forms of euthanasia that you are suggesting, which includes stabbing people with a syringe <laughs> and uh, a guillotine. And there's actually also, um, like in California, my mother is in the last stages of Alzheimer's. Mm. It only takes two doctors to say that she's mentally incompetent and she can be euthanized oh um, against my wishes. Oh, this oh. is dangerous. So um, it only takes two doctors in many states to euthanize someone else. 
Against the family's wishes. Against the family's wishes. And any of us could be in that situation. Yes, the situation is dire. Yes, yes. And this can also be a governmental. It doesn't even have to be a doctor. When the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, was passed, the president could actually have anyone euthanized. Um, that he wanted. Like him, so it's a very dangerous situation that we live in right now. And definitely, this is absolutely scary. So now, what I'm going to show you is so this is from the, Sen- the International Center of Tropical Ecology. And this ecologist is talking about our genetic barcodes, the magic tools we need to achieve a precise estimation of biodiversity in a tropical ecosystem and what are the advantages and problems associated with this method methodological um proposal and what a lot of people don't realize is back in um 1999 when everyone was concerned about y2k the international tropical disease association i'm probably not getting that right but that's close approximation met in the florida keys and their theme music theme was a change in latitude and a change in attitude and how tropical diseases would be used um, in the context of the new world order as they brought in the new world order so is that language that you actually read that's actually language they've written that yeah hold on don't... hold on let me see if we can bring it up um tropical disease like i said i can't uh change let's see changes in attitude let's see if we can bring it up Let's see. Tropical. That's. I think it would be more hidden. Let's see. Association. Let's put association. It would be. I don't think it's association. If I was at my other computer, I can actually get you the. No worries, Les, whenever you can get it, I'd love to see it. It just sounds horrendous that they would actually use that terminology mm-hmm. and language saying that during the New World Order, you know, we're going to be letting loose. Let me put in the context, let me put in the context of the New World Order, maybe that will refine yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they've I taken it, it down since. I think it will. Because I do refer to it often now i could get this to you later today because i do have it well saved well saved it's too bad that they do that tropical diseases are changes in it just drives me crazy when they take stuff off yeah, it sounds like they're starting to do a lot oh, of that. Oh, 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 oh. I think we got it. I think we got it. I figured okay. it. We got it. Or at least we got part of it. Let me see. Um, 
my god, it's in the title. There it is, December 2000, uh, but it was actually 1999. This must be somebody that's looking back on that. Mm-hmm. Tropical no, Very interesting, because 20 years ago, anybody mentioning the New World Order was dismissed as a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this, <laughs> so it's, let's see if... But tucked away in the medical and in the science journals, we have this document. So you can look into this, and they had, um, you know, all the things that they usually put in it. So information. So this one was published in 2006. But if you dig far enough, that at least you've got, um, you can get an EPDF of this. I would probably do that even though it's not the earliest. This actually happened in 1999 in the Florida Keys. So, um, and and take a look at Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's Changes in Attitude, Changes in Latitude song. Very telling. Uh, like wow. that predictive programming. Yes, so, it sounds like it. Wow. Amazing. Um, I'm going to just bookmark this because I don't, yes. you know, but... You know, they love to play the shell game, so even if I bookmark it tomorrow, it might be in a different location. You just have to be persistent. Yeah, okay. So, let's see. Now, I think we're going to go to... I'm going to have to move us again. And go up here. Oh, yeah, right now, just so you know that there is a global, uh, the World Economic Forum is in the middle of a Pioneers of Change Summit right now. They are right square in the middle today. Um, That is going to change our life. That is going to bring in all the disruptions and all the sustainable millennial goals that they want without the consent of the people. So as you can see, it, it started on the 16th and it's through the 20th and they're gonna showcase their solutions, build meaningful connections and inspire change across the forum's diverse multi-stakeholder communities. So um, you guys just need to be aware that this is going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important to keep tabs on what they're doing, what they're trying to roll out. But, you know, at the same time, it's also important, I think, in my view, that um, people organize a resistance to this, you know, and begin to start thinking about what what are the most effective ways to resist and change the future. Because their vision of the future is very dark, whereas our vision of the future is obviously needing to be something else altogether. Well, and another thing is we need to um, ground, be grounded. So even though I go to very dark places and I know where to go, I have my organic garden. I live in the wilderness. I have been, I love to cook. Um, I love to read. I, I love visiting with people. And so I'm keeping my humanity. And so it's very important to not let these dark things consume us. Absolutely. Um, that that's be grounded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And indeed, you know, that's the way to keep our sanity as well, because this stuff could drive you insane. There is absolute horror in what they are planning. 
And while it's important to resist and stand up and so on, you're right. It's important to be grounded and to stay positive. And it seems like the, those happy things you mentioned, Celeste, are ways in which we can each find our own happy space that, and stay positive, um, even as whatever we are doing, reading, writing, broadcasting, resisting, acting, etc. But we do need to stay positive and stay grounded. Well, I think this is an edict against humanity and biological life and how the best form of resistance is by keeping your humanity and although we're treated like animals or disposable um that we don't have to act that way we can act with compassion with empathy with caring reaching out to our neighbors using the different gifts you know, for that one was, person, uh, it might be song. Another person might be artwork. Another person, it might be a helper. Predictive programming. Um, being a good mom, being a good dad, um, just participating in in and celebrating humanity and the goodness that humans do have to bring to the table. So they're telling us we're worthless and should be eliminated that we live in a post-human world but we categorically reject that and so there's many types of resistance you don't necessarily have to go on a march or you don't have to be a broadcaster like i am and you are we can do it in many different ways so um, let your creativity flow that's part of being a human and uh, think of creative ways that you can celebrate your humanity with other people so that's a great wisdom, beautiful advice. Thank you, Celeste. Absolutely. We all need so to now we're gonna ask her dig in. Doing and uh, so oh, this so is what alarmed me when I saw it. A beacon for rapid antibody so discovery cool. against difficult targets. And you need to understand <laughs> in government ease, difficult targets <clears throat> are the use <clears throat> hold on, I might need to get a drink here. Okay, sure. Oh, you got me all furry. Um, we are considered, humans are considered an invasive species. An invasive species. And I could show you military well, documents that talk true. about the old humans and the new humans. And by 2025, they want all the old humans eradicated and all the new humans. And what is a new human? A robot. A new human is one that is created in a laboratory uh, and that is augmented and and is part of the quantum computer. So they want this all wrapped up by twenty twenty five. So this is we're gonna see some pretty incredible things in the days to come. So we are the difficult target and they are going to place a beacon or a tag in people that get the covid test and they're going to do it using the beacon optifluidic system and so we're going to go down here and we're going to see what is that so the beacon system captures bright a bright field Remember I told you that they're restructuring light for this new world that they're they're engineering. Right. And fluorescent images of each nano pin in an OptiSelect chip at any time and that they will track um, 
cells across multiple time points to reveal deep profiling, richly detailed fingerprints of cells and clones that you can't get anywhere else. I want to direct your minds back to the 1990s when they introduced um, genetically modified organisms to the world. What they did is they put a fluorescent mm-hmm. jellyfish, a jellyfish mm-hmm. fluorescence, um, in the in the original animal. Let's just say animal. Um, and then they wanted to see will this genetic engineering transfer to the offspring. So if it did, if the offspring carried the jellyfish fluorescence, then they knew they had successfully whatever they were modifying to the next generation. Now, for this new nanotechnology, they needed to come up with new fluorescents. And for probably three years, I've been writing about the different fluorescents and dyes that would be used. Uh, They kind of have a fetish uh, for dyes. They want to see you um, real-time dying. Uh, a play on words, but oh you are their reality TV. Mm-hmm. So they are going to put this fluorescent um, dye oh. in you that is a tag, and then they're going to watch you um, in richly detailed fingerprints of your cells and the different clone type things that they impart into your body. You have to ask, why on earth would anybody need this kind of detail? But they have very macabre um, interest in mind. Very macabre. Well, if you remember Dr. Mengele in World War II, um, you know, some of these people, I have seen really level-headed scientists and um, even people of faith, um, they can get sucked into the dark side if they start. That's why it's so important to ground yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can get lost and swallowed up in this whole rabbit hole. Oh, um, right. Your discernment is affected, right, greatly. So this actually was, um, I don't know if I can get it up there. Whoops. Well, it was I'm probably Mangala. That's all I can say. So this is a picture of these um, magnetic nanoparticles, and they're going to target our DNA. And it's going to make it a magnetic biosensor and it's going to um, have the commandments what you have to understand it. about the hydrogel that. and the quantum dot is so you get it so darpa let's back up darpa wanted to put chips in everybody's brains and they but they didn't want to have to do surgery for it so they discovered um hydrogel and they work with bill gates and so that's quantum dot it's basically yeah, half does one or the other there might be some slight differences working on that and um so then I wonder if she realized when that. in january when covid came on the scene darpa goes hi here we are we're ready to, to we're ready to deploy this hydrogel oh. and um anytime you're ready and so what it does is it goes in it's injected into your body and it self-assembles 
um, it's self-assembling technology. The Bible talks about it in Revelation 13. Um, this self-healing, it's um, infrastructures being um, infused with this. These are, are properties from advanced technology, I believe fallen angel technology. Then what happens is they swarm and they grow inside of your body. And there's 33 different classifications of robots that are deployed in that hydrogel. They have different jobs. Each one has a hollow belly, so it ha carries a payload. And it is the frequency that it receives that tells it what to deploy. So is it gonna deploy a poison? Is it gonna deploy a virus, a bacteria, a fungus? It, according to the NASA Strategic Warfare 2025 document, it says it can even um, mm -hmm. contain explosives mm -hmm. that are more powerful than TNT. Yeah, it's so true. it's very powerful, very powerful. And um, so then what it does, and it's scalable. And what does scalable mean? Scalable means it can attack, be told to attack one cell in your body, maybe your whole organ, maybe you. It could also take out a whole country. It could take out a faith group. It could take out people with uh, gray hair. Um, it could take out people with blue eyes. So it's very flexible. It's the same platform it's and the same somebody. technology. So it can, it's capable. And it's flexible. Um, I mean, I've heard a bit about some of this nanotech, you know, especially the nanorobots and how they're constructed, how they mimic bacteria and stuff, and how they employ the same motility and um, yes, actions I of bacteria in moving inside okay, the body I need to and being able to enter this. cells take over cells and so forth um, but this is scary point. stuff that you're talking about basically you're talking about it all okay um which one do i need to update this one will be all right i need to update this one i'll don't fall on the floor because i'll be darned if i'm gonna get up off the floor this morning or today this afternoon okay stop this and I'll save it so this will be Ramallah one of two